Hi, this is Scott Powell, creator and teacher of History at Our House, the ultimate history resource for homeschoolers, providing ancient, European, American, and world history lectures to homeschoolers from 2nd to 12th grade. The following is a sample from the History at Our House program. For more information on History at Our House, please visit www.historyatourhouse.com. Enjoy. ...leader of Athens named Pericles, who believed that Athens and Sparta were, were natural enemies, and hence Athens should not help. Timon won the debate, and the Athenians sent help to Sparta, which was a really big moment, potentially a really huge moment. Because Sparta and Athens had never gotten along particularly well, but they hadn't been enemies either. And it was kind of an important question how they were going to relate to each other. Because on the one hand, we've got this uh, map here. On the one hand, you've got Sparta and all of its various allies. And on the other hand, you've got Athens and all of its various allies. So basically, if you're talking about Greece, you're talking about two different, two different alliances. Two different sets of city-states with two different leading city-states. Uh, and so the conduct of these two towards each other was really going to be crucial. The question was, in the minds of most Greeks, you know, who is ultimately going to take leadership of Greece? And Athens and... Uh, they, they hadn't been enemies to this point. They had managed to get along with each other and cooperate with each other against Persia. That was good. And now Sparta was asking Athens for help, and Athens was providing it. Now, this was, uh, this was a good thing, in the sense that their relationship hadn't yet been decided upon. Kind of... I don't know if you can kind of make a personal connection in this topic, but um, if you think about, for instance, any friendships that you have made, you may have tried to forge with somebody. I'm sure you've got a lot of experience with that. Even young kids have experiences with childhood. You can introspect and remember or think about your friendships now. Uh, and, and when a friendship is, when a relationship is starting up between two people, there's, uh, there's kind of an orientation period, I guess is what I would call it, between the two where, you know, there's an encounter. And, uh, and the two sides kind of, uh, the two people, the two individuals reveal each other. You, you, you present a certain uh, view of yourself to other people. You let them know what you like. You, uh, you meet each other in some context in which you may have something in common. Uh, and then uh, you, you're kind of interested to get to know somebody better. You, uh, you want to per perhaps pursue the friendship, but you have to find out more about them. So you, uh, there's this orientation period in, in, a, in a potential friendship, and it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. You might meet somebody. You're both in the same, I don't know, you're, you're both in the same chess club or you're both in the same, uh, you're playing on the same soccer team, or, or something. There's something there that's in common. Just like Athens and Sparta had things in common. 
and then uh, you know you start chatting with each other or whatever. You you find you find out more about this person, and you're wondering, okay, can we be friends? And uh, then you invite them out to do something together, uh, and, uh, and you find out more about them. And this is exactly that kind of a moment with Sparta and Athens. They were these two powerful city-states, and the question was, could they coexist? They had fought on the same side. They had uh, demonstrated an ability to work together, at least in a war. But that's not enough. Just like, I don't know, being in the same chess club or being on the same soccer team is not enough to make a friend, right? It's just, it's a, it's a door that you can walk through, but it's not necessarily, it's not a basis for friendship. So Spartan Athens were here kind of in this question period, this, this orientation period, where they weren't sure about each other, and Athens, and Sparta asked Athens for help. Now that's kind of like, all right, you're, you're, you meet a friend, and uh, you decide you're taking you're taking classes together, and you decide you're going to do you're going to work on homework together. You're going to have a you're going to kind of meet at one place, and uh, and you're going to do your math work together, or or something like that, and you can kind of help each other. And so Sparta is asking Athens for math help, <laughs> for math homework. I guess I'm using the math example because we were talking about math earlier. And uh, and Athens says, okay, sure, I'll help you with that problem. And you know, that's, that's a significant thing. You're taking time out of your life, you're taking energy that uh, you could use for other pursuits, and you're dedicating it to assisting somebody else. That's a gesture, right? Um, that's what somebody might call an act of service. That's, that's uh, a way for you to demonstrate uh, some esteem for somebody else. So Sparta now had asked for help and Athens was willing to provide it. Here comes Athens' army along with uh, some troops provided by other city-states. And then this is where the crucial moment, I think, occurred in their relationship. Sparta accepted the assistance of the other city-states but for reasons that are perhaps I don't know, depending on your point of view hard or easy to understand. They refused Athens' help. So, again, to personalize this, imagine you're part of a study group. Somebody's asking for help from you know, a, few, a small circle of friends. And uh, you said, oh yeah, sure, I'll help you with that. Then you meet up at the coffee shop and you're starting to work on your math problems. And every time you offer to help with a math problem, whoever's having trouble turns you down. And they're rude to you, and they're cracking jokes about you, and and whatever. And uh, and you're there to help, but you're getting mistreated. You're getting you know verbally abused or put down and stuff like that. But everybody else is being welcomed. Everybody else is being thanked. Everybody else is helping, and that person is as being really appreciative of all that. That's a really big slap in the face. Right? And so this is, this is where Sparta and Athens were at. They were looking to establish a relationship. Athens seemed to have 
sent out this uh, feeler and saying, you know, okay, maybe we can try to get along. And then Sparta had slapped Athens in the face, basically. Uh, it, was a, it was a terrible insult. Uh, and uh, from that point on, Cimon, who was the one who supported Sparta, fell into disrepute. And again, we have another case in which a good demonstration of, of what democracy is like. Pericles had him ostracized. So Cimon, like Aristides before him, was exiled from the state for having put forward a pro-Sparta policy. Now Sparta had, had basically rebuked, is that the right word? Rebuked that uh, policy. Uh, and, um, and, uh, and Cimon was out of favor. And this is what Athens was like. This is what a democracy is like. You are the favorite of the crowd. All right, they'll follow you. But all of a sudden, you fall out of favor, and the crowd has enormous power over you. And Cimon lost his property and was exiled by democratic vote. It's a really good kind of indicator of what democracy really is. It's unlimited majority rule. The ability of the majority, whatever, is, whatever it's constituted by, however many people or when, as long as they have the majority, they can do whatever they want to. So Cimon was exiled, uh, and, uh, and Pericles took over Athenian policy. Now Pericles' view was this. Sparta and Athens cannot be friends, and, there, and hence they must be enemies.